Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey everybody, welcome back to SDR Unfiltered. I'm Bill Faith, founder of Build Short-Term Rental Wealth. Hopefully you guys are having an amazing day. We're getting closer and closer to the ultra peak season of 2023. A lot of you are investing right now. I'm investing right now. I'm under contract on a property going through that whole due diligence phase. But one thing that's probably a little bit different about me than most is I'm in the process of a deal now. I'm actually flying to go look at a motel slash lodge on Sunday. I'm recording this on Thursday. And then I've got another property type, property type, not specific property that I'm considering an acquisition in as well. So I'm three properties ahead, essentially. I've got one that I've recently gone under contract on that I'm in the process of buying now. I'm thinking about the next two deals. So I've got three properties on my mind and most importantly, in my plan. So literally when I start looking for a property, I document it, I write it down, it goes into my plan. If you follow me, you've seen me hold this up a few times. This is my success planner that I built and kind of track everything you can see here's Monday and Tuesday, track everything on my successes. So I document it, write it down on my daily priorities. I need to get septic inspection. I need to do this. I need to optimize listings, whatever that is. The point is, is that most of us think about investing one at a time. And the problem with that is, is then we become very reactive as opposed to being proactive. I think the number one trait of athletes and successful people and really anything in life, whether it's personally or professionally, you think about in relationships with your spouse, your children is anticipation. And anticipation is something that I've had for whatever reason, God given gift or, you know, have kind of built it out of experience. Um, I've become really good at anticipating and I want to anticipate that next deal. Here's why. It's really pretty simple, but there's a lot of things that go into it. One is going to be protecting my credit. I spend a lot of money on credit cards. I spend everything on credit cards. I never carry cash. I never use a debit card. I think that's like the most wasteful thing to do. I'm, I'm, I, I believe a lot of Dave Ramsey stuff, but I don't do that. I treat my credit cards like debit cards and pay them off two to three times a week. Uh, and that's because I'm always in buying mode typically. So I'm always managing my credit. I recently opened up a new credit card with a $75,000 limit to expand my credit because even though I have great history, tremendous history, it's really hard for me to get above 800. I usually hover in that 775 to 790 range for whatever reason. So I opened up another $75,000 balance credit card and boom, I'm actually able to get over 800 now. So a lot of people don't understand it's not just about paying off your debt. It's not, you know, especially what's reported, the car loans, mortgages, credit card debt. It's about what your credit availability is too. So if you look at Credit Sesame, Credit Karma, any of those, they, they really show you the percentage of credit that you're spending. And that becomes a really important metric for you to do when you're, when you're in buying mode. So I'm protecting my credit. I'm making sure that my personal financial statement is up to date. I am keeping my P&Ls current so that way I have my revenue off of my rental incomes and my other businesses, especially if I'm if I'm like buying in the fall and I've had a good year and I'm not gonna file or like right now, I filed an extension for 2022. So I've have to keep my year to date. I gotta get my financials, make sure they're up to date for 2022 because I might have to give audited financials or at least have my CPA sign off until I file my actual taxes 
and can get to them. So, I mean, I've talked to Brian Buckholt, Huntington Bank is who I'm using now for this property in Kentucky. And he's like, dude, when are you going to file your taxes? I'm, I think I'm going to file next week, hopefully, because I want to get those to him because it, I made more money. It's going to increase my buying power. And when you make more money net, even with four cost eggs, that's kind of the double whammy, right? So I'm planning on that. How much income I decide to show is another part of the planning for the future, planning for that second and third deal down the road, because you have to know your DTI, right? So my DTI is fairly low, probably low, a lot lower than most. One, because I'm a high income earner. Two, I don't have much debt in my name. So those of you that are making 200,000 or household income of three or 400,000, you really need to manage your DTI. And that's why I look at the fundamental component of people that get into this business before they know what's going on. They typically go to personal, you know, Fannie and Freddie's and buy in their own name. I think that's the worst thing you can do. I think you guys should be starting with local commercial banks in vacation rental markets. And, you know, because they typically don't report, you can buy under an entity, an LLC, uh, and that's not going to affect your DTI. A lot of us don't understand that we crush our DTI and then we kind of get hammer locks to where we can't continue to grow or we have to go to high interest rate DSCR loans with prepayment penalties and, and that type of stuff. So once again, thinking one, two, three deals down the road, cash management, that is a big thing for all of us. I don't care how much money you have. So this Kentucky property, I'm going to put, you know, $135,000 down. I'm going to put about another hundred maybe 125, you know, into the property to make it unique, to make it the best in the area, to maximize ADR, maximize my annual revenue. So I'm going to be into this for 200, 225,000, maybe $250,000 in cash. That means I've got to manage my, my cash management. I mean, I, I've got a pretty decent net worth. I've made a dollar or two, but I just don't have 10 million in cash sitting around. I can't just go, you know, not have a plan for that next property that Lodge Motel that John Hodge and I are going to see on Sunday and Monday, or the next property after that one. So you've got to plan for these things and cash management, DTI management, credit management. Those are the three cornerstones that I look at in preparing before I'm ready to buy my next deal. So as soon as I close on this deal, it's going to affect the following deal and then the following deal after that. So these are things that I really want you to focus on as you go down that next deal. Now, there's some other components too. A lot of people buy the property, they close. You know what? I'm a high income earner. I make $200,000, $300,000 a year. I'm going to do a cost segregation study. But you're not fully in love with that property. You're not 100% certain that it's going to hit your performa numbers. Whatever reason, you're going to leave your W-2 in one to, to two years. You've got to plan down the road because if you, and how much cash do you have on hand? How much net worth do you have to back up the purchase of that property? If you have to sell that property and you do a cost seg, let's say it's a half a million dollar property and you get a hundred thousand dollar tax benefit and you sell the next year, the IRS is going to say, Bill, I'm taking that accelerated depreciation back when you sell. So now you're boxing yourself in to have to do a 1031 so they don't come and recapture those tax dollars. And that's, there's a big difference. If you're my age, I'm almost 50 versus if you're doing this in your forties or thirties or twenties. So part of that is about the planning process. This is why one of the biggest things I do, I, I talked about this for 45 minutes on stage at the SDR wealth conference. I do this at my couple's retreats. I'm doing this in Montana retreat in a couple of weeks is building out your plan. Hopefully you guys see the granularity of the decision-making processes that I'm going through and the planning and the preparation 
of when I know what that ultimate plan is, I know how much cash that's going to cost me to buy the number of properties and the size of the properties dollar wise that I want to have in my portfolio to be able to get to that end game. So I'm actually need that end game to be able to plan today. Hopefully let that sink in for a second. Hopefully that makes sense to all of you that are out there. So I'm managing cash. I'm managing my PFS, my personal financial statement. I am managing my tax returns. I mean, typically I wouldn't file till August or September, but, and you know, Ryan Bakey does a great job uh, at Learn Like a CPA talking about, you know, leveraging this cash. I mean, if you have to write a hundred thousand dollar check, it's one of the things I hate about making quarterly payments, but if you got to write a hundred thousand dollar check in April, big difference if you write it now versus in August, think about what you could do with that hundred thousand dollars to generate more income in that five month Delta, right? So if I have, $400,000 in cash today, and I spend $250 in Kentucky, and I need $200 to close on this motel or lodge, I'm screwed. Because $250 plus $200 is $450. I only have $400, right, in my hypothetical bank account here. So this is why we have to plan. I may go from, see if I can get Brian Buckle to take me from 20% to 15% or 15% to 10%. And I know I can do a 10% down with him now, or I can do a 15%. But the 10% is going to require me to buy it under my name as a second home loan. The 15% would be a commercial product. So, hmm, do I want to put 10% down on a $749,000 purchase? Yeah, I'd love to just write a $75,000 check and be done with it. But then I'm going to carry $700,000 and add that to my debt-to-income ratio. Hmm. If I'm done buying, I might take that. If I'm going to continue to buy and I'm already at 20% or 30% and I make $200,000 or $300,000 a year, I need to give that a consideration. Almost all of you will take the 10% without any consideration of protecting your DTI for the next deal and the deal after that. This is exactly why we need to think three deals down the road. If you guys have follow-up questions, just you see the the IG handle there, BillFaith73, just shoot me a direct message or jump over into my Build Short-Term Rental Wealth Facebook group. But whatever you do, just make sure that you have a plan. Thanks for joining me on STR Unfiltered, everybody. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.